0: Big idea, Jesus was courageous when it cost him followers and loyal when it cost him his life. Our identity statement, I am courageous for the cause of Christ and faithful to his cause no matter how high the cost. In our memory verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45, no good tree bears bad fruit nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. John chapter six, a little bit of backstory here at the beginning of John six, there's the the feeding of the 5,000. And then after that, Jesus walked across the lake on water to get to the other side. And then in uh, verse 25 is where we pick up a little bit of a a lengthy passage. So hang with me uh, as we work our way through it. John six, verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. That I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. At this the Jews began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God, only he has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died." But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Much has been made about this challenging teaching from Jesus. What exactly did Jesus mean when he said to eat his flesh and drink his blood? Was he just referring to what we call communion? Certainly, he didn't expect us to eat his flesh. That word eat uh, could be metaphorical, right? And and we're just supposed to consume or or devour Jesus' teaching, maybe. I don't know. It was a hard teaching for a reason. Maybe you know and you can tell me, but but I can't say with 100% certainty what Jesus was communicating here. I can see that He's teaching us to rely on Him, and, and instead of trying to keep our flesh alive with bread, we should be keeping our spirit alive by feeding it on Jesus. I understand that. Clearly, I'm not the only one who is confused by this teaching. This is, this is the teaching that ended up driving away many of Jesus' followers. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the people who decided where to add the verse references put John 6, verse 66 where they did. As you know, 666 is a reference to the Antichrist in the book of Revelation, and here we see people choosing to leave Christ to become Antichrist. The sequence of events is remarkable. Jesus feeds the 5,000 with magic bread. The next day, they were asking Jesus what sign he was going to do to prove who he was. The next day. Are you kidding me, people? I mean, I suppose there could have been others who made a regular practice of feeding people endlessly from a basket, but there aren't any other recorded instances. Elisha fed a hundred people in the same way, but not 5,000. Oh, and, and Jesus walked on the water to get across the lake, and they, they seemed to be somewhat dumbfounded by how he got there. Apparently, that wasn't enough. They needed more. Show me more. Show me more. But Jesus knew why he was here. He knew why he was there. He he wasn't here to do tricks. He wasn't God's dog and pony show to impress people into the kingdom. He was here for one thing, to give his life as a ransom for many. He knew what was going to happen to his flesh and blood. Can you imagine yourself in Jesus' shoes? Can you imagine the pressure you would feel to perform? Can you imagine how you might feel the need to prove yourself, to prove that you are who you say you are? I can. And the more people follow you, wouldn't you feel more pressure to keep up the show so that you can maintain the momentum? I'm sure, I'm sure no one relates to that, but just in case anyone feels the need to perform in certain ways to prove to others that follow you that you are successful in one way or another, let's look at what Jesus did. If you haven't noticed, we, we live in a, an image-obsessed era. We are consumed with how our lives look. We are possessed by the performance. And and I can all but guarantee that if we all of a sudden had tens of thousands of people following us, we'd want to keep them following us. And the more people who follow you, the fewer risks you tend to take. But not so with Jesus. He knew why he was here. And it was not to puff up his own ego. It was to perform the act that would redeem all of humanity. He knew who he was, where he came from, and where he was going. We see that in verse 62. What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before, going back to where he came from, and he was resolute or loyal or faithful in carrying out that duty? He wouldn't let anything get in his way. Equally true, his courage is astounding. Courage means going against the majority opinion in the name of truth. In other words, Jesus had the courage to be disliked. If Jesus were on Facebook or Instagram, he wouldn't change who he was to get more likes or hearts. If Jesus worked at your job, he wouldn't act a certain way to try to fit in. He was not driven by the approval of men. He sought the approval of one, the Father. Whose approval are you seeking? What's driving your life? What is the why that drives your life? Are you driven by the mission the Father has given to you? Are you committed to the cause, no matter what the cost? Are you willing to go against the majority opinion in the name of truth? Do you have the courage to be disliked? Our daily scripture focuses John chapter 6, verse 60 and 66. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? And verse 66, from this time on, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes and think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine being given a mission from the Father. Imagine enjoying great success in that mission. Imagine having people respond then negatively to your mission. How would you respond to the success and how would you respond to the negativity? Second, reflect. Are you driven more by the approval of the Father or the approval of followers? Third, repent. See yourself having a change of heart and a change of thinking that leads to a change of living. See yourself choosing to have the courage to be loyal to the cause of Christ no matter what the cost. And finally, thank God. Thank God for the example of Christ. Thank God for the gift of purpose and thank God for how he shapes you through the rejection.